morning and welcome to Bite Size. My name is Yoni Pollock, and I'm your host on Wednesday's Hump Day from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern right here at the Nahum Seal Network. Boom, boom. Yeah, it's May. Ha. April cold brings May heat. And this boy from the south cannot be happier. Good morning, folks. Just walking outside today. You know, sometimes I take the shuttle that's available uh, for us in Washington Heights from uh, from the Wayu area to the train, which is about an eight-minute walk, ten-minute walk, depending on how fast you want to go. But I walk today because when you're in this weather, how could you not enjoy it? How could you not enjoy this weather? I mean, yesterday was gorgeous. Today, what are we getting up to? The mid-80s, high-80s, Thursday, high-80s, Friday, high-80s. That's my jam. That right there, folks. Might be a little hot, but I will take 85 over 45 any day of the week, twice on Wednesdays, let me tell you. Let me tell you, this boy right here. Is in a good mood. That's a, now you know. You know the secret to getting me happy. Putting me in a warm place. Sometimes it's just that simple. All right. We got one more day here. What, what do we got Like uh, at the network? Hours? Hours left of Sphere music? Tonight? Tomorrow? The big Lagba Omer? That's right. I'm still in, guys. Lately, you know, I've changed my approach to Sphera because it, it was, it's been a rough, I'd say, few years of missing the 50 days and just not being able to complete 50 days of counting. I think I, last year, I think I got out Cholomoid, like the, the second night or third night of Cholomoid, just because my family holds um, to try to say it after Tase. But for, I mean, the last like three, four years, I just haven't been able to. I don't remember because I usually go to Amarev that's right after Shkia, so... And then remembering hours later, just, you know, I forget. And I know there are a million ways to not forget. I could just set an alarm. I could do this or that. I never did. So this year I said, you know, I'm going to find, you know, so I asked a friend of mine, a rabbi. And he said, just say it, you know, right after Marv. And if you remember to say it at night, try just repeat it again without a bracha, but just say it again. And if you don't, you're still fine. Like, you're still good. So I am still in it to win it. Another three weeks, right? About less than three weeks to go. Two and a half and change to go. But I uh I do got I got this beard going and and uh I guess this is radio so you can't see it. I'm 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 happy with the beard. You know, I look forward to sphere because I hate shaving. And nowadays you know, I shave once or twice a week and I hate it. It's just you know, you know like as a guy when you're younger, you're just like I can't wait to shave and like you know, all the jokes of, oh, you can't grow, you know, facial hair, blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, hi, I shave. Like, I hate shaving now. <laughs> it's the worst. It's just so annoying. It takes long. It irritates my skin. So I look forward to Sphero because then I have an excuse for 33 days. I, I, I mean, it usually ends up being like 35 days or so. I, I don't have to shave. Five whole weeks of excuse-free not shaving. And, you know, thank God I work at a place where I can get away with it for a bit. I gotta find out if, if if I could pull off just not shaving the whole time. I should see if they're okay with it because the beard actually came in really nicely. I look forward to Sphera because I don't have to shave, and then I also get to see 
how much of my beard fills in. Because usually, over the last 25 years, I've learned that I my connectors, right, between the mustache and, like, the, uh, I don't even know, what you, the chin beard, whatever you want to call it, the connectors between the mustache, you know, right outside the mouth, um, and your chin, I've, I've struggled there. But it seems like maybe next year those connectors may finally come in. I'm not totally sure about that. I got to figure that one out. And then also I struggle kind of connecting my my full beard kind of... Uh, man, how do I explain this? I got the chin beard and I got like the regular beard. But in between, it's, it's that area of right outside of both sides of the chin. There's a bit of a struggle. I don't know. Listen, I, it could be a lot worse. I'm sure if you ask Miriam, if we ask Miriam later, she said it is worse, but it could be a lot worse, but I'm pretty happy with it. The only problem is it itches crazily. And by the chin, I I don't even know how to explain it. It just itches. It hurts. Like I wake up and I'm just like, ah, chin, it hurts. So I got to figure out my plan of action. But it would surprise me if I had a beard this time next week. But crazier things have happened. Crazier things have happened. By the way, what's the uh, the time limit I'm allowed after Pesach to continue eating matzah and cream cheese and macarons? Because this morning I walked in and I have some red velvet macarons left. They're so good. I think I found my favorite macaroon. And I'm like, I mean, you know, I like red velvet in general. I like red velvet cake, red velvet this, red velvet that. If you ask me my favorite flavor, I guess it depends on the dessert, but favorite flavor of ice cream, my favorite, as I was trying to say there, is uh, cookies and cream and my favorite dessert is probably a peanut butter chocolate you know those like uh peanut butter chocolate squares like frozen chocolate on top with the peanut delicious probably my favorite dessert out there i think for macaroons it's going to be red velvet macaroons they're they're excellent like really good and i've been munching on them you know pesach shani was sunday right um I wonder if Pesach Shani is the cutoff where you just have to eat, stop eating matzah or macaroons or whatever Pesach food regularly. I don't know. I'm going to continue doing it because I usually go against the rules. It's my bad boy style, but I am going to, I don't know, I like it. I'm going to stick with it. What's good is good. You know, real re- recognizes real good, recognizes good. And the best part, right, is on sale. So, you know, that's a, it's a big win for this guy. To get it on sale. All right, let's see what's on tap for today. We have an interview this week from Tova Connect. You heard me right. She is back as a contributor here on Bite Size. It's May. She's back. What do we? We have probably a month and change to go in the season. So uh, she is back with an interview with Rena Glazer, the director of development of Takum. You'll hear about that at 10 a.m. this week. Uh, otherwise, Sphere of Music galore. One last day of Sphere of Music, folks. And then when you turn on this network, back to the good stuff. And and I'm excited just for for my show because, I, I mean, I'm missing all my good music. It's been 33 days, 32 days now, well, I guess if you count the first day of Pesach, of no greatest showman, you know, of no, I'm just thinking of like Hebrew music, you know, all the Morty Shapiro and the Shweki and the this and that. I've been missing it. But starting tonight, starting tomorrow, we'll be back with it here at the network. And the next Wednesday, we'll be back here on Bite Size with it. So just Sphere of Music. Till 10. Tova Knecht. Her interview at 10. And then tomorrow. And then uh, later on in the show, more Sphere of Music. And then the segment that has no name with Miriam L. Wallach. I believe will be taking place 
this morning. I just got a phone call from her. I, I should have answered it on air. That would have been funny, I know. Um, or maybe not funny. I don't know. But hopefully that airs. You know, the usual 1045, 1050 or so. I think I have a good topic for it this week. Um, assuming she has time to complete the test that I want her to take, then I think we have a good topic. All right, let's start things off. One more week without Ma'apech, just the usual sphere music from the last few weeks, right here on Bite Size, Wednesday, right here at the Nachum Siegel Network.
distant dreams have now come true. Walk the streets of legends told. We've come home. We've come home. We've come home. And we'll never stand alone. After two thousand years, we are home. Not a native of this land. Bring me up and take my hand. Sapphire seas and golden sand, a place called home. We've come home, we've come home to a land of our own. After two thousand years, we are
You tell me your life's been way offline. You fall into pieces every time. And I don't need no carrying on. Because you had a bad day. You take it one down. You sing a sad song just to turn it I go the 
השם שומרך, השם צילך, על יד ימינך. יומם השמש לא יככה, וירח בלילה. השם ישמורך מכל רע, ישמור את נפשך. השם ישמור צאתך ובואך, מעתה ועד עולם. ZANG <laughs> הנה לא ינום, ולא יישן שומר ישראל. השם שומרך, השם צילך, על יד ימינך. יומם השמש לא יככה, וירח בלילה. השם ישמורך מכל רע, ישמור. את נפשך, השם ישמור צאתך ובואך, מעתה ועד עולם. השם ישמור צאתך ובואך, מעתה ועד עולם. 
I had a dream so big and loud. I jumped so high I touched the clouds. Whoa, whoa, yachad levelel niftach betikva laahava. I had a dream so big and loud. I jumped so high I touched the clouds.
How could you eat those latkes? It was the summer I was hanging with my maidle Eating guilt and spinning up some dreidel Try to win but I was not so nimble I got the nuns and she got all the gimbals It was my old tour that I was hearing As my coins continued disappearing Suddenly my nose starts to twitching From the aroma coming from the kitchen So we're playing this game just like I told ya By the light of the Hanukkah menorah We had to finish the rounds, I couldn't wait though I knew my mom was frying a potato They were like this fresh and delicious My girl got up and I got suspicious She said relax now don't be a hater I'm just gonna help her put away the grater In the night we lit the lights like Maccabees of days of old But I can't believe my girl's gonna stole All my Hanukkah latkes How could you eat those latkes? Oh my Hanukkah latkes! Thank you. 
Back here on Bite Size for hour number two, and it's time for Tova Connect's interview with Rena Glazer, the director of development of Takum, right here, right now, at the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you, Yoni. I'm so excited to welcome Rena Glazer back to the show. Rena is not a stranger to helping the development of Yerushalayim, of Jerusalem. Rena is always looking for ways to help improve the lives of its Jerusalem citizens. Um, this time she's working with a new organization called Kashu Votes. Rena, welcome to the show. Hi, welcome. Thanks for having me. So Rena is now working with pastoral care throughout Jerusalem, and today she's going to talk to us about honor and age with the elderly community. It's so great to be here again. Um, as Ola uh, Chadasha 10 years ago, um, our dream was to be able to help build Jewish future um, and help change the face of society. As someone that grew up in Chicago in a place that was super elderly focused, um, we spent our Shabbats visiting nursing homes and our youth volunteering. Um, it's really exciting to be involved in this new project. Um, Kashuvot, um, the new organization that I'm the director of project development for, um, has brought chaplaincy to Israel, um, which means that since 2010, they have developed the idea of bringing a listening ear. The name of the organization is called Kashuvot, which in Hebrew translates to be lakshiv, or to listen, someone who gives an attentive ear, who takes the time to really hear what the individual has to say. Um, We have chaplains throughout hospitals um, and nursing homes throughout Jerusalem, um, and my job was to come and create a bridge program that helps the public understand what the idea of honor and age is. 
so, so I'm excited as someone that lives in Jerusalem to know that this is going on in my town. Um, they're probably, I love hearing stories all about the el elderly. Every time I go anywhere, I find someone, uh, you know, I see someone and I want to hear their story. So I know that this is something that you're now bringing practically into the public. How are you uh, managing to do that? So we're really excited. Over Pesach, we launched our brand new museum on Emek Rafaim. It's really centrally located. Um, and what's amazing about this project is that it's an interactive experience. Um, it's a museum that invites you into its doors. Um, and in one room, in the first room, um, it has seven different tables um, or stations that each tell the story of somebody who's elderly, somebody who helped found the country. Um, so, for example, there's a character who is one of our clients, actually, in one of the um, nursing homes that we work in um, and our chaplain tells the story about how he's a Holocaust survivor and sorry for the story busting for those of you who plan on being in Jerusalem this summer but there are seven stations so don't worry you'll only, <laughs> you'll only the have others. the inside scoop of the first one um, he's a Holocaust survivor um, and who made Aliyah um, and he was the one who actually built the table that the Declaration of Independence was signed on um, and hung that famous picture of Herzl behind him wow. um, and what's amazing about these characters is some of them are everyday characters and some of them are people who really had incredible their incredible hands in all these different marks in the story um, and the idea is that each one of these characters has all sorts of midot or strengths that help make them who they are um, but now in their old age a lot of them are struggling with either physical limitations or cognitive limitations and um, that are maybe not letting them have other people hear their stories in the way that we would want to. Um, so the second part of each station is that you hear about their new physical or cognitive limitations, and then there's a, a challenge. So for example, at his table, um, you're standing on an uh, imbalanced pizza that kind of shakes you around. Um, you have splints on your fingers um, and glasses on your eyes, um, and we have the picture of the really famous picture of the Declaration of Independence being signed and printed on a puzzle, and you have 60 seconds to be able to manage all these new struggles and take care of it at the same time. So what's beautiful is that the younger generation is not only learning about their story, but they're really, when they see someone on the street that maybe has a physical impairment, something you know they could appreciate and they, could, uh, they know that that's not all they are. Exactly. There's a lot of pieces to that person. Empathy is totally where it's at, um, and our tagline is really honor and age. Um, who are these people? Why do they deserve to be honored? Um, and if you notice our projects all over Facebook, it's hashtag honors in the story, ask me how. Um, and the idea is, is that we're promoting the idea that everyone has people in their lives that deserve to be cherished, um, and we're inviting people to come be part of the project and share why these individuals deserve to be honored. Wow. We know where did this inspiration come from? What was the inspiration for this project? Um, so I was actually meeting with her friends and we were talking about her grandmother and how she was in the hospital. Um, and she was saying how she wished that her grandmother had a way for people to understand that she wasn't just a client. Um, and then the way that things worked out, it was a few weeks later my grandmother was in the hospital. Um, and she's 94 and she's like a superstar Holocaust survivor. Um, and she came out from surgery and the first thing that came out of her mouth was she turned to the nurse and in her stuttering lack of consciousness, she said, I Holocaust. And it was so clear to me in that moment that everybody wants their story to be honored. Um, and so I started to research what were the different ways that we could honor people's stories even when they're not in a position to tell them themselves. Um, and a cousin of mine told me about this gorgeous project um, in Pittsburgh um, where they're creating storyboards for their clients in their nursing homes. Um, and the idea is, is that instead of walking in and just seeing the client's diagnosis um, or where they're holding in terms of their blood pressure, um, that you're able to have a language that's honoring them. Um, so if they were a fabulous teacher or they were an amazing mom or maybe they're you know someone who did something really impactful on society um, or maybe they made the best chocolate chip cookie recipe. 
they have the best chocolate chip cookie recipe, um, that before you even walk into their room, you know who they are, and that they're not just a blood pressure, um, and they're not just um, how they're eating that day um, or what their current weight is, um, but that they're a real person with a story um, and someone who really deserves to be honored. Um, so that was kind of how this all started to take place and um, was creating a bridge opportunity between the halls of our nursing homes and the public to be able to explain who these people are and why they deserve to be honored. Wow, that's really beautiful. Okay, so you started on Pesach, but now you have a new initiative starting. You're having, there's a VIP week I know that you're uh, yeah, we're hosting. Yeah, really we're really excited. Next week we're inviting tour guides, tour providers, development directors, um, everybody from staff that works in nursing homes to staff that works in hospitals um, to touring companies um, across the board. This is really a project that is training people to in the language of empathy and in the language of honor. Um, and so we're inviting all different companies from across the Jerusalem area to come and participate in a VIP week, get a taste of what our museum's like, um, and we're welcoming you all in July and August. Our doors are going to be open um, three days a week, three sessions a day, both to public. Um, so if you're visiting Jerusalem this summer, we would love to see you and your families. If you're coming on a simcha, we would love to bring your group, um, and we're getting really excited. Fantastic. So it's so let's say a simcha group is coming. Someone's coming for their bar mitzvah. They want to come see your museum. Fantastic. They get to experience your museum. What's the next level to that empathy uh, approach. So what's really exciting is that um, because we're in all different nursing homes throughout the Jerusalem area, we have the opportunity not only for the different parties to be able to experience Takum and learn these new tools, um, but we also have the opportunity for them to engage in some sort of chesed project um, to be able to put their tools to use. Um, and so there are all sorts of different projects, some that are projects that you do for the elderly that then will be installed or brought into the different nursing homes, um, and some of them are projects that you could then go do in the actual nursing homes with the residents. So that's great because people are always coming to Israel looking for chesed opportunities, and this is a fantastic hands-on uh, experience that they can really help improve the lives of elderly. Yeah, and the last project that we're really excited about is um, two different pieces. Um, one is is um, everybody knows of the project of being able to plant trees in Israel um, and leaving your mark. Um, and a really close friend of ours from California, I remember he was here when we first made Aliyah, and he's like, Rina, the only thing I want to do is show my kids the slide that I built when I was here on my summer program. Yeah. Um, and it stuck with me that everybody wants to leave their mark. Um, so we've developed, or we're in the process of developing this really gorgeous project that God willing will be across the streets of Jerusalem, and um, that'll be called Safta al Safsal, which translates to mean Safta's bench. Um, and the idea is, is there'll be benches that are decorated throughout Jerusalem, um, and gobbling throughout the country um, that are a place that will be branded as a place where softers could sit down, grandmothers and grandfathers could sit down, and the public will engage them in their stories. Um, and to get it kicked off, each bench will have the story of someone who would like to honor them. So if you're looking for a special project for your bar or bat mitzvah project, your school's coming and you want to leave your mark on Israel, um, and for your grandchildren to be able to come back and visit it, um, yeah. we're excited for this to be a new opportunity. So what I love also about... Um this new initiative is that you know the word takum means you you could translate it for everyone. Um, takum comes from the biblical verse of Seva takum that the Torah says that you're supposed to stand up or look up. Right. So it's not just that you know you're on the bus and you're going to well you should obviously you're on the bus and you should get up for somebody or you know you see a, an elderly person with their groceries you should help them across the street but this is really understanding that they have a story and you should want to listen to it and it reminded me that uh, in our first interview a little while ago um, you were talking about 
sitting at a cafe, your 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 Israel happy place was sitting in a cafe, Dufshanit, I think. Yeah, totally. And uh, in Katamon, and you loved it because you got to see all the elderly people sitting there, and you knew that they were from generations ago, you know, and they uh, have stories. Yeah. And to me, looking at you, you're somebody that really throughout since I know you, and I know that probably before that also, you're somebody that loves help helping the elderly, helping people. So. Uh, it's really exciting. Um, it's a really exciting new chapter, um, and there. What's amazing about living in on the streets of Israel um, is that you know that every. It's actually really interesting. I just heard a statistic this past week that the average age in Israel is 14 years old, um, which means that for the first time, this is the first generation of Israeli elderly. Wow. Um, which means that every elderly person that's walking down the street was part of the story of the creation of the Medina, was exactly. part of the creation of the state. And whether they were raising their children and then helped create the first school teachers, um, or whether they were fighting on the front lines of the army, every elderly person that are walking the streets of Israel right now were really part, an active part of the creation of the state. Um, and it's our job to try and honor them and show them the respect that they deserve. And I know that they definitely want to tell their story. Whenever I'm in a taxi, on a bus, I always make sure to start conversations with them. And they have the biggest smile on their face when they know that somebody wants to hear their story. So, Kolokovo to you on this exciting initiative, and I hope people really uh, take part. I'm excited to come to the VIP week, uh, you know, during that week, uh, to see all that you've We're accomplished. We're excited to welcome you. Um, and if you are, I'll be in, I'll be in New York in June. Um, so if there are any groups that are looking to get a taste of what it will be like, um, God willing, we're looking to be able to bridge to communities and bring Takum abroad. Um, so if you're looking for your shul community, for your school community, um, reach out. Um, I would love to hear from you. And So how can they connect. find you? What's the hashtag that they can use? And also, what uh, what's the Facebook page? Any way to get um, in We're at Takum colon honor and age the elderly interactive experience um or you could pm me on facebook i'm rena glazer r-e-n-a-g-l-a-z-e-r um, and i would love to hear from you amazing so uh rena good luck with this new initiative and keep inspiring everyone to you know not just sit sit aside but really be a part of this changing uh shaping jewish future that we're <laughs> going for standing on big shoulders i love Israel. it so uh thanks again for sitting with me and uh thanks so much tova Thanks. Back to you, Yoni. Thank you, Tova, and thank you, Rena Glazer, the Director of Development of Takum. And Tova, we are glad that you are back contributing here on Bite Size as we uh, sort of round up, get ready to end Season 6 in the next month or two. So we're looking forward to plenty more interviews from you. And, uh, you know, while she's been a bit away from the Tova Talks here on Bite Size, she still continues with a lot of the cool things she does at tovenisrael.com, Tovin Israel on Facebook. A lot of, uh, you know, over the storm, there were some unfortunate but also kind of cool videos. Um, just always some great pictures of soldiers on buses or just, you know, beautiful views in Israel. Tovenisrael.com, Tovin Israel on Facebook. Follow her to see the beauty that Israel has to offer. More sphere music coming up and then the segment that has no name with Miriam L. Wallach towards the end of the show, and then the live lunch with uh, Rami Anahi Wednesday here on Bite Size, right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Been a lot of places I've been all around the world Seen a lot of faces Never know where I was On the horizon Ooh, well I know, I know so I'll be rising back home. No, we 
we won't forget where we came from. The city won't change us. We beat to the same drum. No, we won't forget where we came from. The city won't change us. We beat to the same drum. Don't forget where you belong. It's hard to commit to it. You say that it's hard standing still. Don't you know that I spend all my nights counting backwards the days till I'm home? for the previous 24 seconds.
And that right there, folks, is the final song of Sphere Music for Bite Size 2018. Big ups, big applause to everyone who made it through that tough, tough time. All right, we are back here on Bite Size for the segment that has no name with Miriam L. Wallach to my left. Good morning. How are you? Well, let me ask you something. This weather, now I predicted that you wouldn't like it. Am I correct? Okay, so in general, that is correct um, because... As we have noted here at the Nahum Single Network, I like the winter. Um, that being... Yeah, I'm sensing a however. Right. That being said... This morning's been... I am welcoming the fact that I'm not wearing 17 layers. Okay. It will bother me tomorrow when it's 83 degrees, and that I find annoying. But for the moment, I'm satisfied. Well, today, yeah, today's going to be 83, 84. Tomorrow's going to be like 87, 88. Tomorrow's higher than that? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that tomorrow was supposed to be closer to 90. Oh, Thursday is going to be brutal. Well, for you, for me, it's going to be like, yeah. See, now I'm already in a bad I mood. I told you, I'm working outside. Now I'm already in a bad mood. All right. Well, that's a good start for uh, I knew it was going to be. I, I knew it was going to be. I, I thought it was going to. All right. I didn't. Truth matter is I haven't looked at the weather forecast since Monday yeah. when I came home from work, not realizing that on Monday it was supposed to rain and I should not have worn I, sandals. I also didn't know Monday right. was going to rain, right. by the way. So since then, okay. Yeah. This is what happens. Exactly. All right. So this is a good way to segue into our uh, topic this week. This is uh, a, a fun, a fun topic because um, I have I'm having fun already. Yeah. What I had Miriam do is I had Miriam take the <laughs> personality test before uh, we went on air because it, it takes about ten minutes or so to do. So I didn't want to do it while you know have her do it while she was on air. Right. Um, though I hope she remembers the experience. Because we're going to talk about it. Well, the I personality test, the by the way, for those of you that don't know, you could just go online, type in like free personality test. And, I didn't know this was available until you just asked me. And to do, do the it. one from 16personalities.com. It's, it's, what is it, Myers Briggs or whatever? It's, it's this whole thing. It's fascinating. I did it, I don't know, like two, three months ago with a few friends, and it's spot on. I kid you not. Like, and, and, you know, it, it, there's a whole write up, literally like, I don't know, 10 paragraphs about your personality. There are 16 personalities, so there's four letters, four com, and, four whatever four times whatever combination 16 combinations and there's a whole write-up on it and i'd say 95 percent of it and it tells you you know what you're going to be like as a father as a husband just as a person as a friend and it's crazy how spotted on it is so um so i took the test you know two three months ago i'm assuming i'm the same personality since then nothing much <laughs> has changed in my life um i had miriam do it this morning so if, if you're unfamiliar with it you're you you might not follow as much as what we're going to talk about now but i encourage you just because it's fun and it's cool to like sometimes you don't know how to articulate yourself how how you are you know what just what type of personality you are this is really a way that just puts it in words for you um so i'm trying to think do i just want to straight out predict what you just got or do uh or do you want to guess what i am first no 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 you just made me take this test you're gonna work on me now so the first one uh the first personality really they try to uh, decipher if you are an introvert or an extrovert. So I think for Miriam, this one's pretty easy. Right. She is an easy extrovert, which means yeah. her personality starts with an E. The, the first, you know, you have a four-letter code. Right. Right. And, okay. and then I guess the last one also. Um, so you are extroverted. Cool. I think that's a Dukulyama. Yeah. Not surprising. I don't know how much there is to talk about it. Um, would you say I'm introverted or extroverted? 
Um, I think that initially when we hired you, yeah, I thought you were introverted. Yeah. Um, but that quickly, not so quickly, but that took a couple months to fall by the wayside. And I don't think you're one or the other. I think you're a healthy balance. Okay. I, I'm an extrovert, but yeah. But, I mean, like yeah, heavily I, extroverted? Uh, I have to check that what it said. Right, because I ranked no, 81%. Like, <laughs> let's see what I was. <laughs> Which is pretty funny, i got to be honest. <laughs> Clearly, I'm fine to get hysterical. I don't know if I have the exact percent, but... Oh, man, I should have found that before this. But yeah, uh, probably, I would say, in the 60 or 70%. Okay. Okay, the next one is energy. You know, that that first one was really mind. The aspect shows how we interact with our surroundings, introverted or extroverted. This one is energy, which determines how we see the world and process information. So if you are an S or an N, in this case, an S is observant. And observant individuals are highly practical, pragmatic, down-to-earth. They tend to have strong habits and focus on what is happening or has already happened. Uh, if you are N, you are intuitive. They're very imaginative, open-minded, and curious. They prefer novelty over stability and focus on hidden meanings and future possibilities. Now, with, like with these things, you just said eighty-one percent. That just means you know, out of the, I don't even know how many questions there were. There are a lot of questions. There were a lot of questions, and you you know, strongly agree, strongly disagree, kind of right. in the middle. So you were eighty-one based on whatever formula they used. Eighty-one percent towards the extroverted. Though you Correct. might have a bit of introverted qualities in you. So mm-hmm. so it goes for all these things: observant or intuitive. I'm going to assume you are on the S side of this. That is correct. Yeah. Um, so you are so far ES. Yes. Um, want to take a guess at me there? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, there, well, I think it's, I think it's difficult to answer that because right. you're not, the things that you are super interested in, mm-hmm. you're like a Bucky in. <laughs> okay. But that's not everything mm-hmm. so i'm not sure okay i i would tell you i think for all these i was never crazy one way or another i think i was at most like 70 something percent and one which i guess is pretty high but not like crazy mm-hmm. um i am also an s oh, so we both are yeah. ESs to start the next one is nature Wouldn't, shouldn't we not be able to work together <laughs> so the next one is nature this aspect determines how we make decisions and cope with the emotions where are you reading this by the way on 16 personalities this yeah. part was i want to say it, the hour framework section okay I don't know if you could find framework? That. no all right go on so this aspect determines how we make decisions and cope with emotions if you are a t you are a thinking individual and they focus on objectivity rationality prioritizing logic over emotions they tend to hide their feelings and see efficiency as more important than cooperation. If you are a feeling individual, you are sensitive and emotionally expressive. They're more empath- em- empathic? Empathetic. No, this is that's empathic. Okay. Is that a word? Yes. Okay. Empathy. They are more em- empathy. Yeah, I know, but I would have said empathetic. Right. Over empathic. Okay. They're more empathic and less competitive than thinking types and focus on social harmony and cooperations. So this one's, I guess, tough to figure out. I want right. to say your T on this. I'm F. You're F? Okay. I am F. <laughs> but it's right, but it's a tough that's a tough call. That's a tough call. You know what? Maybe I hide it well. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's true. <laughs> I make too many decisions that people think are uh yeah. I see I'm getting nervous now. What do you think I am here? No, I think you're logical. I think you're a T. I'm an F. Really? <laughs> We're both ESF so far. <laughs> Shoot. This is great. I mean, it, it really makes sense. But okay. Um, 
This is so much fun. The last one is tactics. This aspect reflects our approach to work, planning, and decision-making. Judging individuals are decisive, thorough, highly organized. They value clarity, predictability, and closure, preferring structure and planning to spontaneity. Prospecting individuals are very good at improvising and spotting opportunities. They tend to be flexible, relaxed, nonconformists who prefer keeping their options open. You are a J. I am a P. You're a P. You're a P. I would like to be a J. All right. Right. But you're a P. I'm a P. I don't think I don't think in this industry, in the world that you and I function on a daily basis. That you can be. Yeah. And I also think that as a parent, if you're not a P, you're gonna fall apart. And I see that in friends of mine who <clears throat> you know, live their try to live their lives as structured as possible. Mm-hmm. And there are some people who really excel at it. Yeah. You know, they make their menus at the beginning of the week. And right. everything is done and everything is planned out and portioned and whatever. And yeah, no, it just, life doesn't always work that way. So, and, and you think I am? I mean, I would think you're a P. See, that's what's interesting. I'm reading it now and I would say, mm, like, I think this one, I was literally like 55, 45. I'm a J. You're a J. Yeah, because I, I know it's funny here because you work with me and, right. and I'm kind of like, I can be right. all over and the place. And... No, it's not that you can be all over the place. It's that you're so, at, you're so adaptable. Right. It's not that you're all over the place. To me, when you say somebody's adaptable, like when you're saying it this way, it's like you're making it sound like you're a whirling dervish and like you're all over the place and you have no focus and whatever. Not like That's that. not the case. Right. You are so and on the fly in a good right. way. Right. And yes, sometimes it does give me <laughs> agita. Yeah, just you. Right. Right. When uh, we don't have concrete answers on certain things and mm-hmm. you're a little bit too relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, again, I think in this industry... And in the crazy nature in which right. we function. Um, That's a good quality yeah. to have. And yeah, I think I was Jade just because, I mean, in general, I prefer things, you know, like I in the morning, like every morning, I think I know what's going to happen that day and like it's set and this is what I'm going to do. And, and everything I do is, is sort of, you know, I'm very good with like time management, whatever. So I know that like, right. This is my schedule. This is right. where I have to be at this time. And, and that's how my day is going to go. Now, uh, thank God I also have the ability um, that things just might not go my way, and I have to be able to to work my myself around it, adapt, and be flexible. And so, so I think I I've done a good. I guess I, yeah. I do a good job of that also. But I prefer, you know, the of J course. Side. By the way, what does this other part mean? Um, minus a over minus t. So that's identity. So identity? the identity aspect underpins all others, showing how confident we are in our abilities and decisions. If you are a, you are an assertive individual. Self-assured, even-tempered, resistant to stress. They refuse to worry too much and do not push themselves too hard when it comes to achieving goals. A T and is, that's me? Are okay, you an A? Yeah. It says minus A over minus T. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, minus? minus A over minus T. Turbulent is indiv- turbulent. T is turbulent individuals are self-conscious, sensitive to stress. They're likely to experience a wide range of emotions and to be success-driven, perfectionistic, and eager to improve. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm an A there. It doesn't say what you are. Meaning your final thing was ESFP, comma, yeah, A my, or T, minus A over minus T. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Now it also says I'm an explorer. This is you. I'm also minus A over minus T. I think that just means you are you're an assertive. Oh, okay. It says um, I'm I'm an explorer. This is your role. It determines your goals, interests, and preferred activities. And then it says, people mastery is my strategy. It determines how you approach everyday situations and achieve your goal. 
I don't know what that means. You're ESFP, no? ESFP, yeah. So you're an entertainer. You're an explorer. You're spontaneous, energetic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Hold on. Let me just look back. Spontaneous, energetic, enthusiastic people. Life is never boring around them. Okay, I could say that's true so right. far, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, this seems... I wonder... So you, did you read the whole thing about yourself? No, because you told me not to read too much. If anyone is to be found spontaneously breaking into song and dance, it is the ESFP personality. They get caught up in the excitement of the moment, want everyone to feel that way too. No other personality type is as generous with their time and energy as ESFPs when it comes to encouraging others, and no other personality types does it with such irresistible style. Well, there and you it go. it goes on. And I think that's that's really spot on, don't you think? Um, I appreciate that. I'll take that as a compliment. Um, Marilyn Monroe was an ESFP. Right. Jamie Foxx. Jamie, Jamie Oliver. Adele. Yeah, she's amazing. Okay, you're, um, you want to know your strengths and your weaknesses according to this? Yeah. Should we air it out? Yeah, why not? I don't care. Oh, yeah, here. Strengths. You're bold, original, practical, excellent people skills. Hmm. A bit debatable. Yeah, what would Nahum say? <laughs> um, <laughs> aesthetics and showmanship. Uh, more so than anything, ESFPs love to pay attention to people. They're talkative, witty, almost never run out of things to discuss. For people with this personality type, happiness and satisfaction stem from the time they spend with the people they enjoy being with. That's true. Okay, some of your weaknesses. Ready? Yep. Tell me something I don't know, buddy. Sensitive. Sometimes yes. you're strongly emotional, very vulnerable to criticism. They can feel like they're being backed into a corner, sometimes reacting badly. Do I do I behave that way? Will you tell me? I think they say, they say that's specific to turbulent ones. You seem to be on this assertive size. Okay. Are you easily bored without constant excitement? You find ways. You have to find ways to create it for yourself. The entertainment. Well, I guess <laughs> my rapid and impulsive checking of social media. Somebody might say yeah, that that's okay. part of it. Conflict averse. <laughs> I am not ignore and avoid conflict entirely. I am not conflict averse. Okay. Everyone in my family can tell you that, and anybody I work with can tell you that. Would you say you're a poor long term planner? Um, I don't think I'm a poor long term planner. I just don't think I care to plan long term. Right. Okay. Would you say you're unfocused? Then? No. Right. No. Okay. The next one talks about romantic relationships. We could pass that. That so you could read it for yourself. Why? It's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. but. I don't know how fast Entertainers happily chat about just about anything or anyone that comes to mind, but won't have a topic forced. Okay. Well, let's go to, well, we could skip also parenthood. Um, friendships. Yay, friendships. Yeah. Career paths. How about that? Okay. See, this is me. Better be totally ridiculous than totally boring. I'm in agreement. Yeah. That is me. <laughs> ESFPs have a unique quality that makes them exceptional in some careers, miserable in others. They mirror the mood around them. When people with ESFP personality types are at a party or concert, they reflect that mood, giving that party, giving them that party people image. When their friends are sad, they mirror with that sympathy and empathy. And when there is a crisis, ESFPs adapt as well, matching the intensity of the situation. Okay. Hmm. That's kind of just an okay for you. Let's see your workplace habits. This should be fun, hopefully. If okay, anyone can make... to head too fast. Yeah, I'm kind of just moving. You know, yeah, no joke. Rami at some point is going to say, hey, it's my turn. Um, ESFP colleagues. If anyone can make friends with their colleagues and keep tension at bay within their team, it's ESFPs. A fun atmosphere is important, and people with the ESFP personality type use their strong observational and social skills to bring everyone together, shifting a souring mood if need be. 
ESFPs rarely want for ideas on how to make this happen. Happily organizing events and activities inside and outside the workplace. ESFPs spontaneity, wit, and enthusiasm have no equal. Why, thank you. Let's see. As managers, this could be interesting. ESFPs do everything they can to pump energy and fun into the day-to-day work that needs to be done. Do we think that's true? ESFP personalities enjoy being the center of attention. (laughs) And and even more so, to feel like they're needed and appreciated. Jumping into the thick of work and applying themselves to anything they'd ask their subordinates to do is something ESFPs consider part of the job. Authority and social status are secondary to feeling like they're an important part of the team that gets the job done. Okay. Yeah. Yes. ESFPs are great at noticing others' moods. I'd say that's true. Right. There are a few personality types better at preventing conflict and encouraging nope, relaxed that's enjoyable. That's not me. Yeah. Subordinates are also <laughs> welcome to speak their minds, and people with their personality type, with this personality type, are always happy to hear others out, especially if something is upsetting them. ESFPs' ability to relate to others and think on their feet make them resourceful and inspiring leaders. Well, okay. I mean, I would say that that a lot of what you just read is definitely true, but that yeah. whole thing about Correct. conflict is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I wonder if that has that changed with your job. Meaning, seven years ago when you were in here, would you say um, I you're a bit different? Or I think that if you ask my siblings mm-hmm. and my parents, they would say no. <laughs> Um, I'm just curious. Yeah, no, my brother who lives in uh, who lives in New Jersey would say that I find conflict. You find a conflict. Yeah, like oh look, I could pick a fight over there. I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> oh look, yeah, I guess I believe that. Right, exactly. So um, yeah, so there's that. But on the flip side, he you know he is completely the averse of that. I wonder what he would fall out in here. I think you should send these results to my kids. I was going to say you should send them to your husband. See, because the fun the fun thing is, I think it says what type of personality you match best with in terms of you know, oh, romantically. Well, okay, well, I would, you know, I, I, Stephen and I, I mean, are too similar. Mm-hmm. Though a lot of these things are not him. And he is a long-term planner. No, so I mean. I know, but he. It depends on the personality, but sometimes it's just like one letter off. Right, I hear that. I hear that. But he is not the entertainer. I'm trying to see. It looks like your best match is an IS blank J. So it doesn't matter. But I, I is what? Introverted. I don't think he's. No, Steven's not introverted. Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. On paper, we don't make any sense. <laughs> it's true. It's true. On paper, we don't make any sense. Opposites attract. We're not the opposite. Right. We're not the opposite. Yeah. Anyway, it's a fun thing. It's a lot of what fun. Says, what made you think of doing this? Eh, when you got friends, they uh, do it, you know. Um, so yeah, so I'm an ESFJA. You're an ESFPA. I am a... Well, where did it go? My results. People like me. ESFPA. Yeah. They say I'm like Bill Clinton, Taylor Swift, Jennifer Garner, Steve Harvey, JLo. JLo. Tyra Banks. Monica from Friends. You're like Monica. Jack from- Shepard from Lost. Oh my God, that is the biggest compliment in the world. <laughs> wow. I got to tell my Oh, shoot. That. I'm like Adam Levine and Miley Cyrus. But I'm also like Serena Williams. Oh. oh. Hey, you, see? you find the one that works for you. Yeah. I don't know any of these Game of Thrones. I'm also Penny from the Big Bang Theory. I'm trying to find what it says for me. I don't know what that place. means. 
I don't know what this means. I'm Jack Dawson from Titanic. Great. <laughs> he dies. Thank you. That's really nice. Right, this is what they say about me in in. Can work. I tweet out my results? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, you can. Um so yeah. console, which is which is what I am, as colleagues. Teamwork is a concept that consoles have no trouble putting into practice. Often seeking friends at work, people with this personality type are almost always willing to lend a hand when and where it's needed. Excellent networkers, consoles always seem to know just the guy to bring a project together on time. <laughs> on the other hand, consoles often need to work on a team. Being stuck alone, chipping away at paperwork for days just leaves them tired and unfulfilled. Consoles take pride in these qualities, which has the side effect of making them particularly sensitive when they come under criticism. When their suggestions and help are turned down, console personalities can take a person only. Already somewhat vulnerable to stress, rejections like these can be pretty demoralizing. Consoles may need their coworkers to make an effort to express their appreciation from time to time. See, I don't like that. <laughs> we should. Why do, did I read that? We should do Nahum. Live lunch, huh? Oh my god, I don't think he would enjoy this at all. Maybe it's just a side conversation we have. Yeah, maybe we don't actually share it with him. I don't <laughs> think he would enjoy doing this at all. Depends if he likes the results. No, it's too it's too close, you know. Too real? Yeah, I think we're gonna... All right, I'll bring it up first thing. <laughs> Go for it. Good luck with that. And I hope that, you know, you're still working here tomorrow. Exactly. All right, Avrami is coming up next. I hope, Avrami, you're listening and you take this test. Share it with you. I'm curious. I'm, I kind of want to guess what he is. Oh, we should do it on him, yes. <laughs> we should, we should, we should answer for him. Yeah, oh, my God, can we do ZK? Yeah. Oh, oh, now this is fun. Now we're having fun. This is a, it's a good team. Uh, it's a great team character exercise. building, yeah. yeah, exercise. Sure. And then we'll all build a pyramid for teamwork building, whatever they do. We should do a ropes course. <gasps> I know. And then escape the room. No, I get stuck no. in these rooms. Yeah, I haven't done. I that need yet. a lot of help. All right. Well, thank you. This was yeah, fun. MP. Good call. I've wanted to do this one for a while. That's the truth. Well, it was a great move. Yeah. Yay, Yoni. All right. Thank you for joining on me. And thank you for having a great last day of Sphera music format show. Yeah. yeah. Right. We're done. Uh, am I going to miss it? I don't know. Probably We're not. done. I'll We're probably done. miss it in like two months from now. You think? I kind of, because you know I like you, acapella. I know, but you can still listen to acapella if it's not You Sphera. know what I'm the most excited for tonight, tomorrow? Hot Talks? <laughs> the Greatest Showman. That I could finally listen to the soundtrack again. Oh. That's what I meant. Yeah. What, hot dogs? Where would that come from? Log Bomber. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay, I can have fine. hot dogs, you know, yesterday. Yeah, right. Today. But okay. Whatever. We can discuss. Yeah. I was just talking greater. Okay. okay. I thought you would appreciate <laughs> yep, that. I guess not. Okay. I'm okay, with cool. you. I'm with you. No, All right, Mary. No, thank you. Delayed. Thank you. Mm-hmm. No problem. All right. That'll do it for us here on Bite Size. Like we just mentioned, the final Sphere of Format Bite Size of 2018. We're all excited for that to end. Though I'm sure... Some of you, like myself, will miss it just, just a bit. All right. Thank you all for tuning in for the last two hours of Rami's Live Lunch. Coming up next, my name is Yoni Pollock. I'd like to wish you all a good day. Stay dry, because in terms of sweat, stay dry out there, folks. Have a good day, and I'd like to remind you that the bite size is always, always, always the right size. <laughs>